Welcome to Grace Church Online. Wow, we've had a lot of fun this morning. I hope you've had a lot of fun as well. So glad that you have tuned in um, on our online service this morning. And we just want to say a special happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, moms. So uh, thanks for all the work that you do. We love you. We honor you. And uh, we're actually going to have a little bit of fun this morning. Uh, to continue the fun that we've already had, we're going to have a little more fun with some uh, giveaways to celebrate moms. So moms, get ready. Uh, you actually got to be able to type something into the comment section very quickly, all right? So I'm kind of giving you a heads up here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to give a, a $10 gift card to the first 10 moms that type what I tell you to type here in just a moment, okay? So you got to get ready. And so the first 10 moms that type these words, they're going to get a $10 gift card to Durango Joe's, and uh, we're just going to honor you and celebrate you. So uh, are you ready? All right, here's the words. You got to get ready to type these words. First 10 moms that type this, uh, you get some coffee, all right? I love my kids. One, two, three, go. All right? People are typing in the comment section right now, and I can't even see it. (laughs) That's kind of fun. All right? Once again, moms, we love you. We are so glad that you are tuned in this morning. And uh, I know 10 of you are really glad because you got some coffee carts, all right? We are in part four of a series called Family Crisis Kit. Um, We have pulled some some very important tools out of our kit so far. And the first tool was the realization that there are no perfect families. Uh, The second tool was the foundation for all that we do. We, we talked about the foundation of love. And then last week, we talked about unity, realizing that a house divided, uh, a church divided, a business divided, a community divided, or a country divided will not stand. We've got to be unified. Uh, unified. If there's division, we will not stand. Today, we're going to focus on a tool that makes the fight worth it. You know, the scripture actually says to fight the good fight. And sometimes I think there's days where we may not feel like it's worth it. We may, not, we may battle the, 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 the doubts that enter our minds, but the tool that we're going to focus on today is going to remind us that the fight is worth it. We have great purpose for living and honoring God with our lives. It helps us to remember why we do what we do And it gives us great purpose uh, to the things that we do. And the tool that we're going to talk about today, it reaches out way beyond us. And sometimes it even reaches behind us, okay? But the tool that we're talking about today is is, is something that reaches out way beyond us. And so I'm going to grab our kit once again. And uh, we're going to talk about the next tool, all right? And... uh, once again, we have a, a, a beautiful, ooh, it's making some noise in here. I bet you wonder what's in here, don't you? All right? Once again, we're going to have some artwork, and uh, I have been made fun of by a couple people, but I want you to know this is, this is really intimate artwork to me, okay? I put a lot of work and effort into this, so don't make fun of me, all right? All right, the, the, the word that, that we're going to deal with, the tool that we're going to deal with today is legacy, all right? Legacy. This is what we're going to be talking about today. This is such an important tool. This is something that reaches out way beyond us. And I actually brought something to represent that, and that is this baton. All right? And you can see that it's purple. Um, Go Bayfield Wolverines. 
<laughs> yeah, all right? But this baton represents legacy. We are going to have to pass on to the next generations our faith. We're going to have to leave a legacy. And so this baton represents handing off to the next generations, running our race well, but then handing it off to, to the generations that come. And uh, so, <clears throat> once again, let's make sure that we have a shared definition of legacy. So the shared definition that I want us to work from, I want us to have a shared lens. I want us to be able to, to work from the same definition. Legacy is passing on lasting value to those who will live on after us. Let me say that one more, one more time. Legacy is passing on lasting value to those who will live on after us. You know what's really crazy? I mean, this, this, is, this is so crazy to me. What's really crazy is my oldest son, Rylan, is graduating from high school in just a couple weeks. You know, when your first child is about to graduate, you can't help but reflect back on the journey that he or she has been on. And I couldn't help but spend some time reflecting on, on Rylan and his life and the 18 years that God has blessed us with his life. I reflected back on, on uh, an extremely difficult birth that he had and, and the slim chance that he had to even survive, to even be uh, uh, a part of this world. I reflected back on his early years as a baby and his toddler years and um, all the firsts, you know, the first experiences that he's had up until this point, you know, the, the first time that he ever went swimming or the first time he rode a bike or the first time he had a sleepover with his friends and, uh, you know, the first day that he went to school on his own, you know, the moment that Ryland decided on his own to give his life to Jesus Christ, that was an incredible first you know, this idea of legacy is, is really on my mind right now because Rylan is about to fly on his own. He's about to push away from the shores of home. You know, so many special memories over the past 18 years. Rylan um, has made the decision. He's going to Grand Canyon University and he's pushing off from the shores of home and he's going to begin to create his own life full of his own first, full of his own adventures. And I couldn't be more proud. I couldn't be more excited for him. We've had 18 wonderful years. That's 936 weeks. When your child is born, you have 936 weeks to prepare them for flying on their own. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't seem like much time. And let me tell you, it goes by really, really fast. But this baton is is being passed on to Rylan, and then it's going to get passed on to Isaac and to Cody and to Caden. You know, this, this baton is representing a, a legacy, a foundation that they're going to be able to stand on, and hopefully, by God's grace, they're going to be able to go further and fly much farther than I ever could and that I ever dreamt of going. That's, that's what legacy is all about. It's setting up the next generation for incredible success. Let's be really clear, right from the beginning. Once again, working from the definition that we've talked about, legacy is passing on lasting value to those that will live on after us. 
I think sometimes when we think about legacy or lasting value, we immediately think of tangible things like money or property or like an inheritance of some sort. And those things have their place. And I don't want to minimize the importance of those things. I think those things have their place. But the greatest value comes in the form of intangibles, the things that we cannot see, the stories that are shared. You know, the the firsthand observations of how you responded to life's difficulties. Your kids are watching and they're learning. So they're going to get firsthand experiences on how you lived your life. They're going to watch how you celebrated and how you worshiped and how you prayed and how you made a difference in the lives of other people. The intangibles of how you conquered your bad attitudes or, or those bad habits that you had, how you handled disappointments and failures and how you handled your finances and how you talked about people. They're listening as well. They're going to watch how you treated your family and they're going to watch how you treated people outside of your family. The intangibles are often the most important. In the scriptures, we see a beautiful picture of legacy through the life of a man named Timothy. Let me tell you a little bit about Timothy. When we meet Timothy, he was a young man. He was the son of a Jewish mother and he had a Greek father. Timothy's father ended up leaving the family. He left his role as a father. He abandoned the family. He was not in the picture. So Timothy grew up without a father figure in the home. Timothy's grandma and his mother had to step up and fill the roles that dad should have filled, but he wasn't there. He was an absentee father. And so they had to step up and in a lot of different ways that uh, dads are supposed to do. It was a complicated upbringing for Timothy. But thankfully, he came to faith under the preaching of Paul. We can probably uh, realize this in Acts chapter 14. That's where we think Timothy actually was sitting under the preaching of Paul and he made the decision to follow Jesus Christ. And so Timothy is is a young guy and he hears Paul preach and he decides to give his life to Jesus. And then you continue to read in Acts chapter 16, we see Timothy has now been a Christian for a few years and he's, he's beginning to grow up and he's actually a very godly man. Verse 2 of Acts chapter 16 says that Christians in two different communities, two different cities, actually spoke very highly of Timothy. So in, in spite of his complicated upbringing, Timothy has chosen the path of Jesus Christ. He's young, he's passionate, he's smart, He's faithful. He's trustworthy. I know a lot of young people have the desire to be greatly used of God. And can I just uh, give you a suggestion? Can I give you some encouragement, young people? The first and the most important thing you should do, like Timothy, is build a good reputation, strength, and courage, and trustworthiness, and faithfulness. Like Timothy is a respectable guy. Young men, look at Timothy as an example. He's a great guy. Everybody that comes into contact with Timothy knows that he is a solid dude. He's respectable. He's chosen a different path, even uh, even though he had a complicated upbringing. You know, the reality is, people that honor God, people that choose the path of Christ, people that 
choose the path of courage and honor and being trustworthy, and, and, and they choose this path of Jesus, they rise to the top. They are the cream of the crop. You can see that God's hand is on them. God blesses faithfulness. He blesses those who have honored him with their lives. God blesses their faithfulness, and a good reputation is established. Timothy's that guy. That's that's what his life is, is representing. He has chosen a good path. What happens is, is Paul notices Timothy, and he notices this guy. Man, he's got a lot of potential. He's a solid young man, and so Paul decides to mentor Timothy. He brings him along on his missionary journeys, and he spends a lot of time with Timothy and teaching Timothy and giving Timothy opportunities to lead and giving Timothy opportunities to make mistakes and to fail sometimes. And he just, he he mentors Timothy. And the reality was, is Paul could trust Timothy with anything. He could trust Timothy with money, with leadership, He could trust Timothy to deal with people very carefully. There was times where Paul sent Timothy to messed up churches, and he trusted Timothy to kind of untangle the mess of some of these messed up churches. And Paul and Timothy's relationship, it got to the point where Paul actually referred to Timothy as my son. I mean, they had a very close relationship, a bond The way you fathers feel about your son is the way that Paul felt about Timothy. And the way you sons feel about godly fathers is the way that Timothy felt about about Paul. So, of course, we can look to the example of Paul and we can see a great example of legacy. We can look at how he mentored Timothy and we can just see this great example. What a great example of legacy, of passing on your faith to the younger generations, but I I want you to know something. You need to know this. The godly legacy in Timothy's life, it actually started long before Paul even came on the scene. It started long before Paul. The spiritual legacy that was passed on to Timothy, it started in his childhood, and it was through the influence of his mother and his grandmother. Look at it. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 5, Paul is talking to Timothy, and he said this, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you, Timothy. Man, Timothy had a grandmother. Timothy had a mother that genuinely loved the Lord. You know, when people have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, they... They get fired up spiritually, and they cannot keep it to themselves. It's an impossibility. It's going to ooze out of them. They've got to let people know about the goodness of God when they have tasted the goodness of God. So Timothy did not have a Christian father, but he had a wonderful grandmother, and he had an amazing mother. And they were both filled with the faith of God, and they passed it down to Timothy. And so... Timothy's spiritual roots, his spiritual legacy started with Lois and with Eunice. In Timothy's life, if if it hadn't been for a godly grandmother, if it hadn't been for a godly mother, um, his life direction would have been drastically different. I want you to know this morning, moms, listen. Grandmas, listen. 
I want you to know that you are critically important to the life and the health of this church. Moms and grandmas, I want you to know that you are critically important to the life and the health of of our communities. You are critically important to the life and the health of our country. I want you to know that in this church, in Grace Church, you have a high place of honor. We honor you, moms. We honor you, grandmothers. I know in the world it may be different. Sometimes in the world, motherhood is actually looked down upon. But here at Grace Church, you are honored. We value you, value you greatly. Moms, please realize that uh, your job is of greatest importance. Moms, you will influence generations to come. The ripple effect is massive in the life of every mother. I mean, think about it. We're reading about the life of Timothy today. He had books of the Bible named after him because of the influence of his grandmother and his mother. It's incredible. Thank you for the work that you do. So in one life, Timothy, we see the investment of a mother and a grandmother. We see uh, the investment of a spiritual father, Paul. And because of these investments, we're reading about Timothy to this day. Now listen, I've, I've highlighted this morning the examples of Lois and Eunice, but not all of us are mothers, you know? Not all of us are fathers. So how does this idea of legacy, how does it apply to each and every one of us? This idea of legacy is so important for all of us, and I want to show you why. It, uh, this idea of legacy, it plays out in so many different ways we can leave a spiritual legacy. Listen, you can, you can influence the next generation spiritually. Um, the way we run our businesses can leave a legacy. How we interact uh, with our friends builds a legacy. A pastor uh, by the name of John Maxwell said this. He said, there's no success without a successor. So if you come to the end of your life and There's nothing of value. There's nothing tangible or intangible to pass on. Was that life a success? What kind of value are we passing on to the next generation? What what kind of value are we passing on to those who will live after us? What kind of a wake are we leaving behind us? Listen, are we able to hand off the baton of faith? Are we able to hand off the baton of courage and character and integrity? There is no success without a successor. Listen, all of us, every single one of us, we leave awake. We have influence. We we have legacy. Whether it's good or bad, your life has a ripple effect. Your legacy is like this baton that we pass on to the next generation. Your children, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, they can grab onto this baton and they can run with it now and long after our portion of the race is finished. So I want to I talk a little bit for the remaining time that we have. I want to talk a little bit about how do we do this? How do we leave a lasting legacy? How do we pass on a good legacy? How do we do this in a way that we set up the next generation to succeed in their lives spiritually and physically and mentally and emotionally? How do we do this well? 
Because I think every single one of us want to do a good job at this. We want to leave a great legacy. So to help me answer the how to this question, I'm actually going to ask for some help this morning. I'm going to ask my youngest son, Caden, to come up here, and uh, he's going to help me uh, visibly demonstrate this. And so if you guys would give Caden a round of applause, all right? Awesome. (laughs) So, Caden, they're clapping for you, all right? I know it doesn't sound like it on on the camera there, but you just got to believe, man. They're clapping for you, all right? So this is Caden. This is my youngest boy right here, and he's going to help me visually demonstrate what legacy looks like. Now, remember, legacy is passing on lasting value to those that will live on after us. And so a visible representation of legacy looks like this, all right? We've rehearsed this, so beware. Ready? Ah, all right, all right. This is kind of what legacy looks like, all right? This is a visual representation because the next generation is going to stand or sit on our shoulders. They're going to stand on the foundation that has been laid for them. So how do we do this in real life? And I just want to give us a few points to consider as we wrap up this sermon. How do we do this in real life? First of all, we need to be authentic. We need to be real. The the reality is, as people, including our kids, they they will smell someone who is pretending a mile away. Remember, we're not gonna be perfect. We're not gonna do everything right all the time. So we just need to stop trying to pretend that we have it all together. You don't have it all together, so stop pretending be real. Be real with your kids. Be real with your friends. Be real with your coworkers. Be authentic. Craig Rochelle, a pastor of Life Church, said, We might impress people with our strengths, but we connect with people through our weaknesses. So don't be a fake. Be real. Be authentic. Be genuine. Leave a lasting legacy. Caden, you doing all right? Yep. Your legs falling asleep? Nope. All right, all right. We're going to keep going. He he told me I should do some squats while we're up here. All right. Number two is in order for us to leave a lasting legacy, we need to spend a lot of time on our knees. We need to be people of prayer. When my son Ryland goes off to college, listen, I'm not going to be able to have the conversations with him every day that I do now. I'm not going to be able to see him every day. I'm not going to be able to tell him some sweet dad jokes that I know he thinks is hilarious, but I will continue to pray for him every day. Every day, Rylan is going to be covered by the prayers of his mom and his dad and his grandparents and aunts and uncles and people at church that love him. Um, He will not be able to escape our prayers. One of the most effective ways that we can leave a lasting legacy is through prayer. And then number three, leaving a legacy that honors God means that we have to be willing to pay the price. Legacy is such a big deal because it has to do with the generational transfer of lasting value. We cannot be concerned about only ourselves. We have to consider our legacy. So what are we leaving to the next generation? What are we leaving to the generation after that and the generation after that? Once again, we tend to think of stocks and properties and material possessions. Those have their place, 
But we need to make sure that we leave character and integrity and decency. And most important, we need to make sure that we leave a spiritual legacy. Leave them something to be proud of, something that that they can model their lives after. Listen, the work of legacy is not easy. There is a cost. There is a price to be paid. This kind of influence comes at a cost. It's hard work. A a lasting legacy doesn't happen by accident. It means that we we live our lives intentionally. We live our lives on purpose. Timothy said this in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16. He said, keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Okay, now remember, teaching is not just words. Some of the greatest lessons come through our actions. And then he says, stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. Like how we live, what our life is teaching is so, so important. We will either lead people towards God or we will lead them away from God. But we must continue to model and to live out what is true and what is right. I'm going to close in prayer. Lord, help us to be like Timothy's mom and Timothy's grandmother. And help us to be like Paul who come alongside Timothy to mentor, to shape, to encourage, to love, and to instruct. I pray that we would come alongside people in such a way that it doesn't discourage them or quench the passion that they have for you, but instead I pray that it would awaken their passion, that it would awaken their calling, and it would awaken the spirit within them to love and to serve Jesus with everything they have. Lord, I pray for the salvation of those watching online right now. I pray that they would walk in righteousness, that they would use their God-given gifts to honor you, And I pray that we would choose the next generation over our own opinions, our own traditions that we may be stuck in or the desire to be in control and do everything our own way. Father, I pray that instead we would choose the faith of the next generation. Father, I pray that we would see the younger generations rise up in incredible faith because of the foundation that has been laid for them. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Please let it be so, Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us online this morning. Caden, you got any last words that you'd like to say? Um, Nope. All right. Um, He's a man of few words. And I just want to encourage you, stay tuned in for an update video that you're uh, really going to enjoy. I know Tricia sure did. Um, God bless you. Have a great day.